Hey guys, Pastor Marcus here. Welcome to the Pomo Pastor Podcast, where our focus is going to be how to optimize your local Adventist church. I hope you're blessed by what you hear and that it inspires you to make a difference in your local church today. Hey guys, it's Marcus here, and today I want to talk about how to beat temptation and transform your local church. Years ago, I saw this Hallmark movie, and I know that's like a horrible thing to admit because what guy watches Hallmark movies, right? But I did, and it was a romantic movie, and to be honest, I kind of liked it. So I've seen a few more Hallmark movies since then. But it was a Hallmark movie that I never forgot because it had a really interesting scene in it. The whole premise of the movie is this guy, he's, he's, like, he's a soldier who's off in Iraq fighting in the war and he comes home but he doesn't really have a home to come to. So he goes to this town where he had received some letters from a local church and he goes there to meet the people and visit with them. And when he arrives, he meets and falls in love with one of the local girls. But the problem is that this girl is engaged to another guy. And at one point in the movie, this soldier and this girl actually kiss and I'm not talking about the peck on the chin I'm talking about the whole French thing you know it was a real kiss and the girl takes off running and she's horrified and she goes and tells her mom and her mom's trying to calm her down and her mom says to her you know just relax honey it was just a moment of weakness now for those of us watching the movie we knew it wasn't just a moment of weakness because from the moment that this guy had arrived at the town him and this girl have been exchanging glances and it was and it was really clear that she was really thinking about him in that way and so when the opportunity presented itself, she just went with it. And so here's the thing that I, I wanted to share. When, when it comes to um, temptation, um, the, the reason why she fell is because she was simply taking the next step in a logical progression that she was already engaged in. She was simply taking the next step as part of a pattern that she was already a part of. And that's why she fell. Now, a lot of people, when they think of falling into temptation, they think that it's this thing that just happens all of a sudden, right? This moment of weakness, which her mom said to her. But what I've discovered in life is that this whole moment of weakness thing is really more of a myth. When we fall into sin, it's not because we had a moment of weakness. It's because we've had a pattern of behavior, small incremental steps. Sometimes they may even be hard to identify, but they're there. Small incremental steps that we take every day and next thing you know an opportunity presents itself and engaging in that sin is simply the next logical step in the pattern that we've already been engaging in and so the only real way to overcome temptation is not to focus on the fall it's to focus on that small incremental process that leads us to making that decision the next logical step so i want you to think of it this way think of it like like a chain Right? There's one link in a chain uh, to begin with, and then you make a small incremental choice and it adds another link to the chain, and then another one, and another one, and another one. And next thing you know, the chain gets long enough that it can tie you up and imprison you. That's how temptation works, guys. It's not this cataclysmic, oh, oh my goodness, what happened, moment of weakness. No, that's a myth. It's small incremental decisions that we make every single day that lead us to the moment where that big sin is the next logical step. And so the only way to beat sin in your life is not to focus on the big massive fall, but to focus on the small incremental steps, the thoughts that you're thinking, the things that you're embracing, the things that you're nurturing, the things that you're flirting with, right? The things that you're reading and allowing into your mind, into your heart, into your feelings. That's the only way to beat it. You've got to break that chain. And then, 
if a you know moment of temptation comes jumping into it isn't the next logical step right the temptation is always going to be there but how we choose to build that chain or not build it is what determines whether we will fall or not now what does this have to do with church optimization and church transformation i want to read to you because I'm, I'm looking here at the blog this is obviously from you know from a blog every video or podcast that i publish on, on a weekly basis is part of the the weekly blog and so here are 10 things that i wrote down on this week's blog that local churches complain about. They complain about this. Number one, our youth are leaving. Our youth are leaving. Where are our youth? Number two, our church is divided. There's so much division and, you know, this camp here and that camp there. Uh, number three, there aren't any real relationships here. Number four, we aren't reaching our neighbors. I don't know if you guys have ever heard these, but I hear these all the time. Number five, our tithe is down. Now, that's usually more of a conference thing, but um, it, it's a marker that people do complain about. Number six, we haven't had a baptism in years. Or another one that I've heard sort of related to it is we haven't held any evangelistic series for the last two or three years of this church, right? Number seven, there is too much infighting going on, right? There's too much bickering and this guy doesn't like that guy and blah, blah, blah. It's just too much. Uh, number eight, nobody comes to Sabbath school. Why isn't anybody coming to Sabbath school? I hear that one all the time. Number nine, few people support church activities. I don't want to be the church social leader anymore because I tried it last year and nobody showed up to our events. Um, I don't want to do outreach activities anymore because nobody supports them, nobody comes. Number 10, our church is boring, right? Now, these are 10 things that normally here are the problems that many local churches are failing. But here's the thing, and I want you to remember these, these, these two things because this is the key to understanding everything I'm trying to say. When you fall into sin, that is an effect. But every effect has a cause. All right, cause and effect, you're familiar with this. This isn't rocket science, cause and effect. Every effect has a cause. And so the goal in overcoming temptation isn't just to focus on the effect I fell, it's to focus on the cause. What were the small incremental steps that led me here, right? The things that I did every single day that seemed innocent and, 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 and harmless that led me here. What were those steps, right? So it's not about focusing on the effect, it's about focusing on the cause. How can you change the cause? How can you break that chain of events? Now, here's the thing. When churches complain about these 10 things, are you for leaving church divided, people are fighting, you know, all this stuff. All of those are effects. They're effects. My question to you is what is the cause that is leading to these effects? What are the small incremental steps that your church is taking on a regular basis that are leading it, the youth to leave and people to bicker and, 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 and division and infighting and all these different things. What are the small incremental steps that are nurturing that environment? So it's not about, you know, some big cataclysmic thing, you know, some big cataclysmic problem. Your church is a dead church because it has for years taken small incremental steps that have led it there. Now, here's the thing and here's the key. You cannot have different results as a church if you don't try something different. And it's the same in your life. You cannot have different results in your battle against sin if you don't try something different. And here's the thing that I've discovered. Many people want to change results without having to change themselves. And that's the problem with many of our churches. And that's the problem with many of us. That's the reason why we keep repeating the same dumb things over and over again. Because we want to change the results, but we don't want to change. 
We want to change the result of our youth leaving, but we don't want to change the stuff that actually causes them to leave. We want to change the results that lead to all this infighting, but we don't want to change the actual stuff that caused that infighting. In other words, we want to change the results, but we don't want to change. But guys, here's the news flash. Results are effects, and every effect has a cause. And you cannot change your results if you're not willing to change your cause. In other words, you cannot change if you do not change. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. So here's my challenge for you guys today because I'm almost out of time. Number one, sit down with your leaders. And you can, you can tweak this for your own personal development, right, as you, and you're struggling against sin. Sit down with your leaders and ask, what issues are this church struggling with? Write them down on the board. Next to it, you know, you could do like a chart. Next to it, ask the question, what patterns of behavior can we identify as the causes? So why are you leading? What are the patterns of behavior? You know, why are people fighting? What are the patterns of behavior? Why is there division? What are the patterns of behavior? And it's always small little things, guys. It's never something dramatic. It's always small little things that do that. Why are you leaving? You look at the results. You look at the studies. It's always small little things. Ah, you know, when... They, they didn't allow me to be involved in the church's decisions. It was small, simple. When I walk into the church, you know, there would be, you know, grown-ups would look at me the way I was dressed and they would give me these dirty looks. Small little things. There's always small little things, right? So what are the patterns of behavior, okay? Now, the final question, the most important one, how can we undo these patterns of behavior? What do we have to do in order to put a stop to this? And you focus on that and you commit to that. And it's the same thing in your battle against sin, man. You focus on how you can break that chain. Those little eventualities that are adding together, building, creating this chain that imprisons you. How can you break that chain? So that's what I have to share with you guys today. How to beat temptation and transform your church. If you want some Bible verses that you can explore, go to pumpapastor.com slash blog. Look at this article at the very bottom. I've got two Bible verses there that you can meditate on and, and, and explore as you dig in a little deeper into this topic. But thank you guys for hanging out today at pumpapastor.com. God bless. Well, that's all I've got time for today. But if you want some more, just come hang out at pomopastor.com. Thanks again for spending some time listening to the podcast. I'll catch you on the next one.